Hello, all you lovely, lovely people. Thank you for listening to MGS Today, the movie game show. Uh, my name is Dallin. We have Scott over on the other side of the world. Hello. And <laughs> <Hey>, far away. <laughs> far away. We have a special guest with us uh, today, Randy, rounding out the uh, the trifecta, as they as they say. We have Susie. Hello. <laughs> Not my imaginary friend, Susie. A real living person. A That's real, right. A real lifer. I have a real girlfriend. A real girlfriend. Not an imaginary <laughs> not, one, Mom. A f- not a fake one. See, Mom? See? I See that, you little dicks from school? Yeah, that's right. I made you know, it. I always wonder that. Like, I don't I don't keep tabs on, like, anybody that I went to, that I went to high school with. And we've talked about this. Like, I think it, it is kind of, like, an American thing to, like, really, like, idolize the high school years. Like, yeah, I, you know, I certainly boy. don't. Oh, yeah. But, like, every single person that I went to high school with absolute dickhead like there's yeah. there's maybe like one person that i like i like i follow on instagram the rest i have z- absolutely zero contact with and like i mm. wonder like you know all the all the cool kids right the kids who who uh you know were the popular ones i wonder i wonder how shite their lives are <laughs> you would imagine like you know i often think that they're maybe having okay lives you know they've got money Maybe sure. they get married, something like that. They've got a house. But they are stuck in, like, shitty jobs that they're not passionate about. Sure. Like, it's just kind of like, uh, oh, I, I got this soulless position at a company that has thousands of different roles that, like, they're very nonspecific. It's like, I, you know, I do taxes for some offshore banking company that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Or some shit like that. And it's like, I don't know. Like maybe they don't know that they're unfulfilled, but in terms of what I think is fulfillment, I th- and they I think that's don't the, have it. that's the thing, right? Because like even yeah. you know even then when you think about you know, like what made people in high school you know a popular kind of person is not always something that translates into real world satisfaction or success, right? No, so. definitely not. In my school, the most popular kids were the ones that played like hockey or went to yeah. scripture union. You know, very good. Yeah, Scripture Union. Scripture yeah. Union. That was a popular yeah. grip there. <laughs> they yeah. were running that like place. It but... was, yeah. And they were usually in mine. The Scripture Union people were like the theater kids as well. No, no, that was in wasn't... mine, which is weird. So it was like, the, like the like anti-establishment group was also the establishment group, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> I mean, now that you say that, though, if I think about like how the theater like was played in our school, mm. like how school plays were. Yeah, it was the Christian scripture union kids that would have actually got the main parts but anyone who actually did drama outside of the school yeah you're like you got jesus christ superstar you got <laughs> joseph and the technicolor dream coat i played the pharaoh when we did that did one. you <laughs> i like i like that. joseph joseph's not bad it's okay like when i got that shirt and people were calling me joseph because it was oh, colorful yeah that's good well i mean i got you that shirt. you did give me the shirt thank you uh the yeah, bowling so shirt it was mostly it was yeah the bowling shirt yeah it was mostly those people uh, but yeah, I, I kind of, it just depends on what your level of success is or what you, what you, what you think success is. You right. Know, like, how you measure like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I plan to, I've, I've decided this when I decided to do the PhD, I decided that I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And if it's fun and if I enjoy it, that's great. And if that 
results in me uh, um, running a coffee shop. You know what? I know that people would think that as something that's lesser, you know, especially if I'm a doctor. But if that makes me happy, that's great. Happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a guy in my school. It was like our end of year. Everyone's getting ready to like do their A levels and leave for uni and never speak to each other again. And a guy came up to me and said, "You know, I'm really jealous of you guys, like, who are going to do degrees in things that you mm. actually enjoy." Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's yeah. like, "Well, you're doing an art degree. Like, you're not doing that for the money. You're doing that because you really like it. Whilst I'm going off to do business." Because I want to be rich later. Kind of like a backhanded like, compliment. That's, 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 like, that's, like, um, that's like, oh, that's a nice outfit you wear. Oh, I wouldn't have had the courage to wear that when I was your age. <laughs> yeah. What? Definitely that. Oh, you've lost, you've lost weight. You've lost tons of weight. You're like, fuck. <laughs> what are you saying? You, you look loads better than you used to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Oh, you've really grown into that haircut. Um, <laughs> fucking, that's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. But like, it's like, well, yeah. If money, like, money doesn't make me, ha- like, obviously money's good and it allows you to do cool things, but it's not the end goal, I guess, you know? And mom's always telling me about the all the money that she's going to leave me when she dies. So, you <laughs> know, that. if, like, you know, I struggle for, like, You're good. a You're while. So it's okay, good. when I'm dead, son. Yeah, when I'm set, you know, like. You'll be fine. You know, another. Just wait till I die. Another 30 years, 40 years. There we go. Mm. Boom. Done. Done. Got it. Got my life started. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Then I had I had I had a sad thing. uh, Not to like totally put a damper on this, but we'll we'll move on quickly. Sorry, we're talking about skeletons later. So we are, we are. So my uh, my grandpa is coming up next week, and we're like completely like renovating our house, like doing like floors and countertops, the whole thing, right? Anyway, I was talking to him the other day, and like I felt kind of like not feel bad, but because he loves to work and he loves to to do that sort of stuff and he's very very good at it Mm. but i was like oh you know grandpa like i really appreciate like you know it's gonna be really nice and it'll be really nice to have you at like our our house that we own and it'll be really awesome and he's like well he's like you know a lot of people don't get many birthdays when they're as old as i am and i'm like grandpa don't (laughs) don't don't say that like i will (laughs) i i i've always like well, I like I live my, my with my grandparents for a little bit, and like I've always been really close to them. So like, man, when that yeah. day comes, that's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. That's yeah. gonna be shite. That they're and they're totally gonna be like the kind that like, they'll both pass away within like two weeks of each other because oh, that's yeah. just you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. that's just how it'll go. But I was like, Grandpa, don't say don't say things like that. Yeah, I know. My mom's talking about that. My mom was talking about when she's gonna be dead. I'm like. Hey, stop that. <laughs> stop, stop that. All right, is all this, right. That's is, enough. Is this your racist granda? Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> I what did he say last, on the on a couple of weeks ago? What did he say? I, um, he, he said that I couldn't get that brand of flooring because it was made in China. <laughs> oh, God. Aww. The virus carried all the wood away. <laughs> carried- but, but I, I wouldn't, like... Not like my dad, who I would say that is one of his defining traits. I <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say that Fair that enough. is one of my grandpa. Like, when I think about grandpa, that's not. I don't think of the racism first. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, you like to wear odd socks, but it's not your, It's not like 
like what I think of I you. I love that you explained that to yeah. me there with odd socks as if I didn't understand what he was saying. Let me t- <laughs> let me t- let me dumb it let me dumb it down for you <laughs> I mean, for a bit. Let me like mansplain it for you. <laughs> you know, do you understand? You know, <laughs> do you I understand? Can, I can go right back to the fault. I know you're not going to... thing, though, here, and be like, oh, no, a poor white cis male is struggling with the fact that he isn't winning all the I'm not, time. I'm not winning all the time, so I hate oh, it. He hates it because he doesn't it. win all the time. That's he just true. wishes that it was easier. How could they make it so hard? I know. I do wish it was easier. Oh, I absolutely. Society. It's hard. It's hard. Speaking of, speaking of hard things. Speaking uh, of hard things. Uh, we played a game <laughs> the other day. So this is the Indie Game of the Week segment. It used to be called the Gindy Game Go Go Week because oh. the Gentleman's Pantry, but we changed the name of the podcast to MGS now. I feel like so you it's... said that with such ease. Oh, I love it. I've been practicing it in my sleep. <laughs> it's been practicing uh, as well. I can generally see you in front of a mirror going, Gindy Game Week. <laughs> Look at all. Like, you must be, you must be Gindy to me. <laughs> There's no one else here talking like Robert Nero. Uh The game wasn't that hard, but uh, I just thought I would say that anyway. So we were playing this game called Erica, yeah. right? Oh, before we get into that, I'm, we're ranking them as well. So we talk about it and then we rank it. I'm explaining it to you because you don't, don't know, know the rules. You don't know the rules. So I'm going to read out the ranking of, and let me just see. Where are we? Where are we here? Blah, blah, blah. There it is. Okay. So number seven, you read it out. Uh, number seven, Whittle Tree Adventure. Yep. <laughs> number six, Onanaki. On Onanaki. Onanaki. Whatever. Onanaki. Well, well, number five now. Five, Gris. Grease. Grease? It's a Spanish word. Oh, okay. There well. you go. <laughs> Got you. Um, Fuck you, Susie List. <laughs> uh, four, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockdown. Knock out? How did I say that wrong? Knock down? I'm reading and I still can't get it. I'll say it again. Four, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. Three, Little Orpheus. Two, Bastion. And one, Creeks. Creeks. So there we go. So that's the list so far. So we played this game called Erica, and Erica is an FMV game, which means full motion video. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And it's, so it's live action. Which is cool. It's a cool, it's cool, yeah. Cool concept. It's a cool concept. It's kind of like that uh, Bandersnatch Netflix thing. I, I see. Uh, or like, I mean, there's like, there's a couple. There's like, there's one called Hidden Agenda on there as well. So it's just, it's kind of like a heavy rain, but you don't do anything other than make the choices, right? Yeah, but I um, would say like, if you're going to compare it to Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch was very clear. Like, it's this choice or this choice, mm. whilst with. This, it was Didn't like really you had four or doing. five different options yeah. and you had to like move your yeah. um, touchpad to get to it and then things would speed up. Like, Did you have time to choose in mm. Bandersnatch? You have a limited time, uh, okay. but you had more time than mm. with some of the options with Erica. Okay, okay. So I would Fair have enough. said that Bandersnatch maybe is perhaps a bit simpler mm. than this. Okay. Quite a bit simpler. Okay. Then again, it was produced as a TV show, not as a game. Yeah. Um, and it, I think overall, it just felt like, you know, five or six out of ten TV drama, didn't it? It just it, was a bit... It just felt not not complete. Yeah, we, like okay. we were making choices. And there was so it asked so many questions. 
and then just didn't give the answers. And like, you are supposed to like play it through multiple times, but we did. We finished it, and then we watched all the endings on YouTube, and yeah. none of them really explained what we was did. going on. No, I do think that we're gonna have to go back and look for the bits in the middle. Maybe yeah. We looked for the actual endings, and yeah. I feel like perhaps they had more information because we yeah. we got unfortunate with a bit that I will take blame for. We got on f- so there was one bit right. So like, okay, spoilers for all this. You don't care. You're not gonna play it. But the whole thing, right? I was actually considering we'll, it, but go on. <laughs> start off. We'll start off at the beginning because but, wait, let me why just explain it all. Like, because I just wanted. I wanted like. You just have to-, to talk it out. But I. But like, I want to tell them about something. Okay. And to do that, I need to talk about the beginning. So, like. The whole thing is that this girl's father was murdered a long time ago, and he ran like uh, assisted living facility for, facility for people that are like mentally ill. Um, and so the father's murdered. She wakes up from a nightmare, and then somebody else is murdered in the present. But he has the same symbol that was like associated with this hospital and with the father's murder. And then what all the police do is they decide, let's not, like, take Erica and put her in, like, a police station. Let's put her in the mental hospital. That's not PC. Let's put her in the, I don't know, the institute or something like that. Yeah, probably the institute. Put her in the mental institute. Put her in there where all the murders happened. And, like, oh, like why yeah, are the police okay, sure. why are the police doing that? And then they, they she goes away and they keep bringing her back there. And I don't, I don't know why. Like... Like, why would the police do that? It didn't really make any sense why they put her in that building in the first place. No. You would, like, if there was somebody who was murdered, if somebody was, if, like, God forbid, Lauren was murdered tomorrow, right? (gasps) And I was here. The police wouldn't keep me here to, like, question me and, like, look after me. They'd be like, we need to get you out of the house and take you somewhere else. But, I mean, technically, they did get her out of the place with the stuff. I know, but her dad was. was murdered in that place and was that in- yeah he was murdered in there okay. so her dad was murdered there and they brought her back there it, to like really traumatize made, her it really made no sense why she was in that building for one well thing. it's it's one thing like if if someone is murdered in your home and you stay there it's another thing yeah. if someone is murdered and then you just actively take the person to live at the yeah. murder site they, they like they took her there as if it was like witness protection yeah but, but it, it was all no sense. it didn't make any sense it, it, and the game, there was one point, right? So, are you maybe about the maybe policeman? maybe they just like watched no. the Lord of the Rings and they like Pippin's bit where he's like, uh, "The closer we are to danger, the further we are from harm." There you go. That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say good little voice you did there as well. <laughs> Thank you. I I was, I was floating say, between if I wanted to do an impression or not, and <laughs> I didn't make up my mind by the end. So. <laughs> it was sort of a half a half step there. Um, what I was gonna say was that uh, when we got like royally screwed over in that bit was with the door. Oh yeah, the door. Yeah. Because, but I I fully blame the touchpad though. Yeah. Because it was it's like I said it's awkward. <laughs> it's so easy to literally mess up. this like this pivotal moment where she's there's like a cult and they have like. They've that it's kind of like she's here and she's under the control of the cult or whatever, and she gets to like this big door with the symbol on it, and there's an option if you want to like open the door or not. And then Susie was playing and she hit the wrong option. I, what happened was because the way the touchpad is, you have to have your finger on it and you have to move it. Yeah, it was, I, it was a weird. I silly like released my you finger released to it put before, it back yeah. in a different area, but yeah. it just clicked. Yeah. On the bit that it was so, already, so so she she went away from the door, and we were, and like, we were like, no, no, no! <laughs> and then I immediately quit out and went back in. But it was a checkpoint right at that point. And if we want to so go back, we play the whole thing. Again. You have to play the whole fucking thing again. There's no chapter select or anything That's to like. Annoying, yeah. If you want to make another choice, you have to play the whole thing. And like, it's not like you know, there are other games with loads of choices that are like quite short. So like, 
Yeah. You could play it in like a, like you know half an hour or an hour to like get back up to like where the choice was. But this like you would have had to play at least a good two hours of this to like get back to like the ending or whatever. So it's just it's like it's not it's not really worth it and get kind of get through kind of like boring stuff. Right. Where there weren't there weren't going to be any major choices. So yeah, it was kind of it was just a bit shit. And I was going to say there's one bit with a policeman who was helping you. He brought you there and he just got shot he got uh jesse'd that's a spoiler they... <laughs> I feel like, you're just, like the entire song no but just i, I just spoiled an, i spoiled another game <laughs> with with that with, oh, he on. got jesse'd every time i try to watch that but you gotta spoil games so darren his name's Dallin. Dallin. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. I knew go. that too. I, this is the first time I've ever called you Darren. He has a he has a complex about that as well. So I'm good. so sorry. I've it's, always called you. It's Dallin not. It's not that I have a complex. It's listening. that I live a life where I am an imposter to myself. <laughs> <laughs> the head of HR came to the office today and said, "Oh, hey, Dylan, have a good summer." Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid anymore. he knows what I'm called. Not anymore. <laughs> the person who's supposed to look after the well-being of the staff. No, uh, so you could choose whether or not you want to cut out what I had said there. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're leaving it in. So he gets jessied, right? And... <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he gets jessied, and uh, you're like... Why? <laughs> why? Like, why did why did this lady shoot him? It doesn't. A lot of it just doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't really give you any answers. So, because of that, I'm gonna put it on just above Woodle, right on the list. Sure. All right. Because I think Woodle just seems like it's just a copy and paste job of. Like, it is. There's shit, zero production value yeah. in that. There's yeah, a deep effort like in this. You haven't played any of them, so you don't really have a say. I mean, the only one I. Do they play Fall Guys, actually. Fall Guys, and I would say it's a lot better than Erica. So yes, I am. Fair I am fully supporting that. Fair enough. That All right. So there we go. Here's my question about this, though. Uh, music, good, no, memorable nah. or not? Nah. Because it's because it's composed by Austin Wintry, who's you know Journey and Abzu and all that stuff. I mean, I mm. I thought it was not as good as those games. I well, I, I'm not going to compare it to those ones because obviously I don't know, but. I mean, it's I would have right. said the music and you I thought it was better than Fall Guys. It's better than Fall Guys. And just fucking, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> a, 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 ba- a baby clapping his shitty hands together is better than the music in Fall Guys. So, <laughs> Dallin, you can, <laughs> you can tell us whether or not that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that, that music sucks, apart from the last track, which I don't mind, which I don't hear fucking often enough. Um, but, but yeah, I, I didn't think I was... You liked it, but I don't think it was that memorable. Um, I mean, like, I, whenever I say I liked it, I don't actually remember anything. No, like, I, can't, like I, I can't remember anything. I couldn't hum you a tune from that game. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> I'll say that. Where but like, I also sure. feel All like right. there were points atmospherically that I was like, oh, yeah, mm. this is going really well, Tense, or yeah. this sounds good, mm. or, like, I know I didn't dislike it, Yeah. so I feel like I can't say anything bad about it. Okay, sure. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, like, a lot of people really like, like the Resident Evil soundtrack. Like, I'm never going to actively listen mm. to Resident Evil, but no. it, it, you know, functions within the world of the game so well. So, it, you know, it's kind of one Serves of... Serves yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, there you go. Right. There we go. Now... The game was fine. Let's let's move on, because uh, <laughs> MGS, of course, stands for the movie game show. But this week, 
MGS also stands for many ghouls and skeletons because Good. Good. we oh, <laughs> we are continuing on with our review of all of the uh, <laughs> all, all the all films of, in the world all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, we are reviewing Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas an auteur an auteur so he is all right so this film here is a fucking jam and a half right it's this is a 10 out of 10 across the board for me i watch it i watch it every year and for a while i was watching it like three times a year so we were getting we were getting into like crazy territory and then i i brought it down and i know for a fact i'm gonna watch it twice this year because i'm gonna watch it at christmas as well uh, I've watched it since I was a small child, and I like. I want to say I watched it at at least two, but it could have been one that I started watching this film all the time because it was always like on TV. And I remember specifically like mom and dad would have to tape it because some reason in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland they decided to put this movie on like a shit channel at like four in the morning over Christmas. <laughs> so mom and dad would tape it for me. So I I just had it like on a you know like a blank video or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an unmarked one, and that's how I used to watch it every year. And they See, would, I, they must have lost the tape because it was a, they have to tape it every year for me. Like, <laughs> so they didn't just they're, keep they're it trying to get rid it. of it. Yeah, every year they're like, hopefully it'll be done this year. Yeah. So I like I there's something about this, right? And I get See, like this yeah. is this is this is why I'm excited because I haven't seen this movie since it first came out. When you were a little, a little I, bean. I was, yeah. well, tell me, tell me, what year did this come out? You were four, so this was 93. I was four. Okay, so that's when I saw it, was the last, that's, I was four mm-hmm. years old. How old were you? I was uh, non-existent. We were 26 both. years ago I saw this Minus two. Well, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. So I, wa- I watched this at Christmas, I so. I have been one, but I don't imagine my lovely concerted conservative christian mother ever putting on nightmare before christmas no nightmare before conservative more like very much yeah Um. (laughs) chris nightmare before christians uh (laughs) so yeah i've seen this more times than you've had hot dinners Dallin, (laughs) as people say uh and it's 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 actually just ingrained to me, and you could tell me you could tell me any line, and I'll tell you how it's delivered. There were genuinely points <laughs> where we were watching it, and he would look at me and say the line. I'd say the line. And then about five seconds you. later, a di- like a character in the so, movie would just come and say it. I'd be like, "Why? Why are we doing this to yeah, ourselves?" Yeah, that's good. So this is like that's me and like Indiana Jones. Like yeah. I I watch Last Crusade. I don't know five or six times a year. Probably Jehovah begins with an I. As I say. watch it so often. Yeah. So and yeah. and when we went and saw Raiders at the theater uh, a couple weeks ago, we mm. went in and Jill was like, "If you start saying the lines, <laughs> great." And then we came to That's a compromise. Be me with Pulp Fiction we, on Friday. <laughs> we came to a compromise. <laughs> I was I was allowed to do five. <laughs> I was allowed to do That's five good. lines. That's good. Well, like, so, did you do Jehovah Begins with an I? Or no, you didn't see. No, we saw, saw Raiders. We saw Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you just do the snakes one? I did the snakes one. Of course, I did. Good. Good. Uh, 
so when we go to see Pulp Fiction, if you think this one here, this isn't even my favorite film. Pulp Fiction is my favorite film. I haven't so, even watched Pulp Fiction. I know. Oh, so you're going to be fucking. I feel this like is amazing. I'm going to want to kill you. This is amazing. Bit. You've not seen it. Uh, is, um, imagine, right, Dallin? I know you don't like Tarantino, but imagine going to see Pulp Fiction for the very first time in the cinema. Well, what? What an experience. Again, Jill had never seen Raiders before two weeks oh, ago. Oh, wow. She, she'd she seen bits. Like, she'd seen the boulder and she'd seen the melty face. She'd seen the boulder. <laughs> the old boulder scene. <laughs> the old boulder. But no, she never, <laughs> she had never seen it before. And, and I think she had thought that she had seen it. She'd done the Disney ride? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But okay. yeah, as we're progressing, she's like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. So, okay. yes, I'm excited Fair for enough. you to see Pulp Fiction. Have but... We're not talking about Indiana Jones. We're not talking about Pulp we're not, Fiction. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the Pumpkin King. The Pumpkin Boys. Uh, so, I've seen this a lot. I know a lot of things about it. Uh, I have memorabilia of this. I have several mugs. One of them is just a skull that you drink out of, which is good. It's a good mug. Wow, you're so unique. I am you. Skull. I, no one else in the world <laughs> skull of has a mug. any has a skull of a mug, mug of a skull. So uh, nobody else in the world has Jack Skellington memorabilia. And one of my favorite things, I'll tell you about this, and then we'll get into the facts. Uh, I like watching the videos of the Disneyland Paris Jack Skellington at Halloween and Christmas who comes around and children meet him. And he he doesn't stop talking. He is he's on it talking to these kids, and he's just perfect. Like that's a great role. I'd love to do that role someday. That'd be great. Like the, you know the Grinch guys that walk around like Manchester. The Grinch guys. You know, like the Grinch. There's somebody dressed up as the Grinch and walks around and just like just does meets the whole people. random character and then just. Oh, it's Where perfect. are they doing this? Like it just be random places. Like you just get like oh. YouTube and people like put up a clip where they find oh. like a random person doing like a proper Grinch. It is like, like that. Like it's like beautiful. I think. Getting it like in those types of roles, they really the costume really hides who they are, so they can just like get lost in it. They don't have to be like self conscious about it or or anything like that. It's just like I'm them. I'm them. All right. So we're getting into this. I've got some facts for you. Okay. Let's go. We had we had Coraline facts before, which were good. So of course we've got Tom or uh, not Tom, Henry Selleck and Tim Burton. Right, doing this. Directed by Henry Selleck, not Tim Burton. Very very important to say that. Because Henry Selleck does not get enough credit for this movie. Right, and the only did. reason that it's okay is because it's not directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, that's why you're allowing us to talk about it today. It's literally uh, the only reason. I will not do a Tim Burton film. <laughs> oh, we could do Batman Returns, though. Nah, uh, nah, we're alright. <laughs> or Edward says your hands. Uh, so, Henry Selleck did it. Tim Burton produced it and designed all the characters and the Threw sets. His name on and the, the world he fucking wrote his name up on it right so we have that okay another really cool thing uh about this is that these guys they not only did this but before before they worked together they both worked together on disney movies so they did animation and art design on the fox and the hound and the black cauldron as well oh. which is quite cool yeah yeah i like that and then obviously tim burton left disney to do beetlejuice and stuff uh so that's why that's why this is kind of tied into Disney, I guess, is that they had strong Henry Selleck and Tim Burton had strong links to Disney, and that's why they kind of distributed the film. But then they took their name off it because it was too dark, and then they they were like, "Fuck, we've missed a trick with this. We need to get this fucker back." Because <laughs> like I've never, I don't think I've ever 
I don't think there's a film out there that has like so much like merch and so much like cultural appeal, but literally only has one movie. Like it is, it is strange. Like, and there is a lot. Like, I I don't know if this was something that you experienced there or maybe you know like you're younger, but like when I was in like high school in particular, mm-hmm. like just the general like. Well, the characters and like the iconography of this film, yeah, were like huge in like the like the yeah. emo crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tell me about all, tell me all about that. Hey. Bloody <laughs> love a Jack Skellington in the emo they crowd. Do. Oh, they do. I mean, I mean, we did, we did, we did love a good Jack Skellington. They do. Although I do have to say, I was growing up in the emo crowd, being actually though I was like the only one in the school. The main one, yeah. The main, the, the, the main, main one. Main kid, main kid uh, in my Christian grammar school. Um, You're the Lydia from Beetlejuice. I was. Yeah. I was. I was that weirdo. Yeah. Um, but I would say that, like, whenever I was, I, I, I wasn't as into it as everybody mm. else. No, I liked it. I love it. I'm really glad we watched it. But I feel like. It's missing something for me. And mm. I'm going to just say that now yeah. before, before we go yeah. on with anything else. Yeah. Okay. okay. Weirdly, being the little oh. emo kid, not a huge, massive fan. You could be wrong. You can be I wrong. Can be, but it's, it's just, it's just my opinion. I know what you mean. I have a feeling that Scott is going to be a little bit in the minority on this one. <laughs> <laughs> because I I agree with that statement very much that I enjoyed it, I agree. but it so, is missing something. It's it's, it's quick. It's a quick it's, quick film. I, I yes. can already tell like what. There's that. not like a lot of time, you know, in between. There's it's it's more it's song it's song after song, you know, which you know I, I don't I don't mind I don't mind. But let me let me do the facts and we'll go through. We'll go through. All right. So took we talked about this before with Coraline a bit, but it took one week to do a minute of filming. With two hundred fucking camera people on this thing, which I've never, never before have you seen the like of that. It took three years to make on an average day. Uh, they would have twenty stages going at once with fifteen different animators working. Imagine at the same trying time. to coordinate that. I know, fucking well done, Henry Selick, and Tim Burton's just there drawing skeletons or whatever, drinking uh, feet up on the desk. Yeah. So yeah, fucking spiking his hair up all sorts of shit. <laughs> like uh, in more traditional animation, such as uh, in like hand drawn stuff, uh, if an artist made a mistake, they could go and like just erase the sec- section and redraw it. Uh, but in this movie, of course, uh, you make a mistake, uh, you'd have to refilm the whole thing, uh, which of course added to the pressure. Um, over two hundred puppets were used uh, in the creation of the film, and Jack Skellington. Had four hundred different faces alone to capture his range of emotions. That's a lot. So some people out there made four hundred little jack heads, different mouths and things, which is fucking crazy. But also sounds kind of like fun. Because I like kind of sound fun. I like the idea that Henry Shellac has them all like in his basement. <laughs> They're yeah. all on a wall. Yeah, <laughs> all four hundred cool. of them. I quite like that actually. I quite like that. Um, so uh, Tim Burton. Had a cameo in the movie as a deleted scene, but it was cut. So similar, similarly to like how you talked about Henry Selleck in Coraline, he yeah. was the he was on the money, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, in this, uh, when the vampires were playing hockey at the end, it was Tim Burton's head they were playing with instead of the yeah, hockey okay. puck or whatever. Uh, but they took it out. Uh, Henry Selleck is also in this as the little face inside the double base 
uh, the the band plays. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Or no, sorry, it's not Henry Selleck. That's Danny Elfman. That's what I went to say. That's okay. Uh, yeah, and also this is cool. So on the soundtrack, uh, they have the opening monologue uh, that the narrator uh, mm-hmm. does, uh, but on that, it's actually Patrick Stewart is doing the voice. Um, oh. And he was he was the original voice, and I don't I don't quite know why he was cut from the final film when they chose somebody else. Uh, but yeah, he did record it, and it is there. So if you want to go listen to that, you can. Cool, quite nice. Yeah. So I'm going to do the whole plot. You ready? Yeah. You ready for this? I'm ready. It's long. <sighs> Get ready. Come on, shake shake it all up. Okay. So we start <laughs> we start in a forest, and in the in the all the wikis and things, because of course I read about this quite a lot. This is called the Hinterlands, which is quite a creepy word uh, to describe this area. Kind of like the way Belle Dame was used for Coraline's mom mm. in the other one. It's like a weird old-fashioned word that kind of means like an area between, I guess. Um, so you go to the Hinterlands, you have this narrator, he's talking about the holiday worlds of old, and he's going through, there's a fucking turkey tree, there's an Easter egg tree, there's a fucking, uh, I don't know firework or something 4th of july all that bullshit right you got that in there uh and then it stops on the halloween door right this black sheep of the holiday trees and he's like if you haven't heard about holidays i'd say it's about time you begun and then the the fucking door swings open and then you're like oh this is terrifying as fuck right uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm like like I, I love this, but there's definitely a part of me that feels like I shouldn't have watched it so young because there is like a bit in me that like terrifies me. Like I, I like I feel scared, but also I like watching it. You know, uh, there's just a it's not like super scary, but they don't they don't mess around with the designs of the characters. There's some and the weird world. stuff. Yeah. There is. So we go in here and it's st- it starts the fucking the best song in the whole film starts right. And it's like. Dun, 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 really foreboding and then you have this fucking pumpkin man on a stick and he directs you towards Halloween time right and they're singing the songs uh, there's ghosts and shit uh, they're talking about Halloween and it's a really good opening song it like really establishes this world that you're in I think it's a good like like in a musical you have to have a good opening song right and this is a, a good one to show you who we are where we are who's in this world you know and then they obviously get to contrast that later with the Christmas song. Um, yeah, so I, agree. I think the first, the first like, like ten minutes of this movie, including this yeah. song, are I, I think the strongest of the entire movie. Yeah, no, it is. I, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So they're doing that. You got the you got the one under the stairs. I was reading about the one who, yeah, I was reading about that guy earlier. Looking at him, he's a creepy fucker. He's got he's got snakes fingers. He's got spiders in his hair. <laughs> Uh, you got him. The most terrifying one of all, of course, is the clown with the tearaway face. Uh, who creep? That is terrifying. Genuinely, I hate him. He's voiced by Danny Elfman as well. Uh, I think as as I was watching this last night, I realized why you love this movie so much. I, I see. I pinpointed it as well, right? So I like we like Star Wars. I, this is got, yep, yep. Yeah, I was like my favorite. This is, this is the cantina for seventy three minutes. <laughs> it is. It is. It's the cantina and Java's palace, and it's, it's exactly just like that. what? Yeah. What if, like, you know, like in that, it's just like shots of just the aliens. It's just like, yeah. 
there's a little worm comes up and like the they got the Ithorians got all that shit but yeah just what if we like literally had all these for like the entire film that's, yeah that's exactly what I was thinking and that's like, just, that it, just it's just whole film. it's just yeah. weird background characters and I'll tell you about a few of those as we go along uh, some ones that aren't like main characters but they do have puppets and they do like move around and stuff in the backgrounds which is really cool uh, so we have that uh there, yeah, you've got the clown with the terry face. You got the fucking the wind when you call who's there, uh, or the who when you call who's there. You got the wind blowing through your hair. You got a little oogie boogie cameo on the fucking moon, the of moon. course, because you know he's ethereal and <laughs> he's li- he's everywhere. So you got that, and then they're going through. They're doing like the little like walk through the gate at the start. So they're like. They're do- I'm doing the actions for you. What does it look like? They're like, they're like marching with their hands up. They're all loving it. They're loving Halloween. Yeah. They're loving it. And at the gate, there's a little weird man that looks like, he looks like a bird and he's the gatekeeper. So there's a little puppet in there. You can look that up. That's quite cool. So they're walking through the gate. Jack comes out. They're swinging their arms. And then they, like, Jack comes out and he's, he's the pumpkin. He goes on fire and boom, he comes out of there and it's like, eh. You know, it's like that. And they're all swinging their arms around and he comes out and it's like a big, big opening for him, right? And then they all just start wanking each other off because it's Halloween. And well done, everyone. Well done. You've all done such a great thing. They've all been doing it. They've worked so hard the whole year and that's the big finale, right? To celebrate it. Okay. So you have that. Uh, We get our first introduction to Dr. Finkelstein and Sally, right? He's a fucking creepy little pedo, right? And yeah. you've got, you've got Sally. You said you said she was a Frankenstein, but she's actually a uh, she's a doll, and she's full of leaves, and she's made of cloth. Because you were like, what were, we, what were we saying? You were like, um, something about her being hurt. No, like whatever she felt like. I can't remember. Like just the falling apart and all the bits stitched together. To me, she was always like a Frankenstein type. Um. Yeah. Well, she's kind of like that, but she's like she's less gruesome than that i guess that would make it kind of a yeah. bit sort of unappealing if the your other main character was just body parts you know that would be a bit too much so uh she knocks him over loses her arm uh and then so they they stop wanking each other off and then they just try to wank jack off right literally jack off uh what? they're yeah what? they're really they're what? all over and they're like they? they're like she's she's like oh the swamp monster lady she's like oh you'll make wounds ooze and flesh crawl and he's like thank you very much <laughs> okay <laughs> like i need uh, you need to leave me alone all right so he he eventually uh, they all get distracted because the little mare is giving out all the the gifts for like all the best things and he's like he's like this award goes for the most blood drained and of course it's the vampires win that one uh, and jack manages to escape gets away he walks past the little band and then, of course, uh, one of them, they're playing, they're playing some jazz, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them's like, nice work, Bone Daddy. Does that, which is quite good. <laughs> he said that, like, he was like, <laughs> he went, nice work, Bone Daddy. And I was like, what? Uh, and then the character just comes on and goes, nice work, Bone Daddy. And he so said it a- again. And I was like, <laughs> you've ruined it. You've ruined we had, that line. We had fun here. We had fun. Uh, you. So, uh, nice work, Bone Daddy, and he's like, yeah, it was great, uh, like like last year and the year before that and the year before that. Jack Jack is bemused, of course. Uh, he's fed up with Halloween, right? Or so he thinks. Uh, something's missing in his life, uh, and that makes him a bit sad. Uh, so he goes to the graveyard, right? He's walking there. 
starts the second song, which is a fucking banger. This one, this is great. This, this is a great little song. This is the best song in the film. And yeah, this is a good one. Well, I mean, this is Halloween is really good, but I I really like this. It's I don't know. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all we've all been, all been, we've, all been we've all been in Halloween Town, done a thousand Halloweens. Looking for... all, have you done a thousand Halloweens? A thousand Halloweens? Yeah, you done one? Have I done one? Yeah, a thousand Halloweens. I mean, I've lived 24 years of the year. You've so lived 20 years. I don't think years. I've done a thousand Halloweens. You've done a few. You've done a couple. I've done a good You, done you a know what I mean. Bar, like, we've I all... Like a bit extra. We've all we've, we've all, all worked there. at the at the we've wheel shop. There. We've all <laughs> <laughs> we've all worked at the wheel shop, and we've worked at the the watching uh, people wank off and trying <laughs> to stand in the other room while yeah. they do that. We've all we've all, we've all been there. You know, we've well, all. I feel like there. I'm missing a reference here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on. We'll move on. Move all on right. from that. <laughs> we've all been there, so we all we all feel that, right? Uh, Sally follows him in. Okay, well he's singing. She's watching him do it. Uh, I I like it. Because he's kind of like, he's sad, and he's, you know, he's like, he shows that his scariness is a performance that he does, right? It's like... Right. And it's it's kind of like really the only human moment in the entire movie. Yeah. It's really yeah. like the only relatable thing. Yeah. Apart from like Sally at the end. Like, sure. Like towards the end. I think, yeah. So he's, he's sad. At one point, he takes off his head. So that he can uh, recite Shakespearean quotations. Oh, I knew that was coming. Which is good. And I, as I said to you, Susie, uh, he knows about Shakespeare. He knows about England and France. But he doesn't know what Christmas is. Which is... Uh, weird, isn't it? It's a weird one. Weird. Very insular uh, knowledge base for Jack. But, like, maybe you have to see it in the sense of, like, if you think of these trees as, like, they're all in their own little worlds... And they come out at one certain point of the Maybe, year, yeah. And they're, Maybe. they're coming out and they're going to all these places, but they're not there for Christmas. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's, that's, mm. that's a very that's, good like, point. Like that's a very they, good they, point. They spend 364 days in Halloween time, and then yeah, one, day they, one day they go out and they, they fucking... They have this tradition that this day of the year they go out and they go and scare everyone, but they don't that's, go out. Right, sense. they're not going to see, yeah, anything else other than Halloween in the real yeah. world. Right. Got my yeah. gas. Yeah, Very good like point. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be talking about another holiday, you know, while that holiday. I mean, on. we said that, but have we not see, all it's start, seen it, Christmas decorations Jack, before Halloween has even started? Jack didn't. He didn't haunt the Starbucks uh, <laughs> on Halloween because they're getting fucking ready in there for Christmas. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as midnight, boom, the fucking Christmas message boards are up. Right. There's also in this, as I said to you, there is a gravestone that Sally hides behind, and it's a it's a chess piece of like a, a knight, but it looks like a a dick. Uh, when before the horse head appears, it looks like a penis. And so it does. It does look it like does a penis. Look like you should look that up. Dick. Look that up later. All right. So Sally's watching him. He goes off all sad. Uh, I think at some point, maybe before this, the do- zero the dog was there. His little companion right and sally is like oh jack i know how you feel which you know could have done like with another little go from Catherine o'hara there i would imagine yeah, another probably. take another another take on that line would have been great uh so she she sally stumbles like an old alky <laughs> over to, <laughs> over to a grave <laughs> which i i she stumbles around a lot and i guess it's just because she's like a doll so she's not she doesn't have proper control of her body. Uh, she she picks up some deadly nightshade uh, and then she returns to the doctor and 
uh, he's like, I made you with my own hands. And he like, a little Frankenstein reference, but he just looks at his small hands. Just looks at them. His little dinky little. Too long. His little dinky hands that he uses to dink off his little little penis, probably. (laughs) You know what I mean. You know. I, I mean, you know better than me. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. What? oh. Uh, so we have that. Uh, at one point, so we, we go back to Jack. Uh, he's walking through the forest all sad. It's, he throws a, a bone from his chest for the dog. And the dog uses its nose to light up uh, a tree to like find the bone, which will probably become important later on. Uh, so the mayor is being a pain in the ass. Like, coming I don't care up for the mayor. Oh, he's my favorite. He's absolutely my favorite. <laughs> I, 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 I think apart from Jack, he's pound for pound. I don't even know what I mean by that phrase, but he's he's absolutely <laughs> my favorite character. I think he's I think he's class. He's voiced by um, Oath, the guy who plays Otho, who is the the large man with the weird haircut in Beetlejuice as well, which is Tim Burton getting his old favorites in. Do all the voices, and he's like, he's coming up. He's at the crack of dawn to fucking start a year in advance on Halloween, right? Fuck me. He's he's right, and not only is he ready to go, he's pissing everyone else off. He's like, Jack, you home? Like Jack, Jack is riddled with anxiety, and this mayor is on his ass. But like, not even like, not even like on his ass, like self aware that he's being a dickhead. He's just like. He does it without any awareness at all. He thinks he's doing a great job, you know. And yeah. I like that. I like the line. He's like, "I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself." Like he needs just absolutely just like a little waster. And he's got he's got the the double head thing going on. That's that's good. Uh, so, and they're like, "He's not home. He hasn't been home all night." And then it cuts back to Jack. And of course, the son is a fucking pumpkin. Because uh, why not? Everything's fucking pumpkin. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, goes, finds the trees, right where all the holidays are. Uh, which and this, so here's where the hardest shot of the movie was. So this, this doorknob reflection scene where he goes to grab, look, looks at the doorknob, grabs it with his hand. That they, they've said that that is the most difficult shot that they had to do. See, sometimes like when they do things like that, and we talked a little about it with like Coraline, and one thing we didn't say about Coraline, like there's a shot. Where it like zooms through the entire world really quickly, and yeah. I was wondering, it's like you plan that. I'd be like, Nah, we don't. <laughs> we we nah. don't need the reflection. It's fine. <laughs> we don't need the reflection. Yeah, it's no, okay. I guess it's just it's hard if you're like filming a puppet in every shot to like get it down to that size because they're yeah, like, I'd be like, it doesn't matter. We're okay. you know the puppets are like twelve inches or whatever, and then you have this little doorknob which is like probably one inch across. Like how do you get down to that level to film a reflection and make it look try and not get the camera in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he goes goes through the Christmas tree door and then it's like I oh, I love this a little bit. So he like he opens it and he looks inside and then he goes to like go away and then it's like doo doo do 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 and then like the little like snowy like particles like pull him through or whatever. And then he's falling, and he's like, whoa! And his legs are so gangly. You know what I mean? You're, you're not enjoying this as much as I am. I, I, 
to give you a visual, uh, Scott is currently beside me, like doing proper hand acting. <laughs> he's get really he's into, into it. it. Yeah, oh, he's I into love it. it. Well, I just, he's really I've... reading off things, and I'm literally sitting beside him with probably the sourest face that yeah. you could really imagine. Putting the emo I just, into. No, it's just you're you're so into it, but I'm just sitting there going, "You're explaining it." You're like, this. I watched this yesterday. Like, it's Why quarter, are you explaining it's it now? No, but that's the plot. The whole point. I the know, point. But, like, details. <laughs> I have to hear it again. He made me watch it last night, and I have to hear it again know, and pretend to be interested. So did we. <laughs> so, so did we. So, right. He goes in. He eats the snow at one point. Uh, I think he's fucking terrifying in this place. So, he do does you? He does the What's This song, which is... Everybody loves this one, right? Dallin? Do they? <laughs> everybody loves what's this. this. It's not bad. What's this? It's, it's, it's definitely... I, I think what's really cool about this song... Like, I don't love it. I don't, like, love... Well... The interesting thing about this movie, which I didn't remember, I mean, it's an opera. Yeah. There's yeah. next to no spoken dialogue. And yeah, so it's not that much. And so for me to say, like, oh, this is my favorite song, like, so few songs to me actually, like, I could determine as their own <laughs> song. Right? Like, but yeah. um, what's this is one of them. Like, and then this is Halloween, and then like Oogie Boogie. Like those are the three songs mm. yeah. to me. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. It's fair it's enough. certainly it's 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 well written and it's iconic. And what's interesting to me is so Danny Elfman does the singing for Jack. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. But then someone else is cast as like the speaking actor. It's Chris Sarandon as this. But then I'm actor. like, how much does he do? Like, not that much. No, <laughs> he's not even. It doesn't doing that seem much. like there's. But then also like. Fair play to the editing team because those transitions are seamless and it's very seamless, yeah. I would never you know, like often in this era of Disney, like every like especially like of the, the Disney Renaissance films, you have a uh a speaking actor and a singing actor. Yeah. All the all the time. But in most of those animated films, the line between singing and speaking is so defined yeah, that it doesn't matter. Cut, but yeah. there, there are, there's a term for it. I can't remember what it is. Um, like a theater term. Uh, yeah. But uh, like they, so often he's, Jack is transitioning between speaking and singing like mid line sometimes. Yeah, he is. Where doing it's, it, yeah. So I, and I couldn't ever tell who was who. So I thought that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. And, Another another point, like while we're you know while we're talking about that, and while we're talking about theater, this is this is maybe where I don't know if this if this movie was being made now or by any other team. You know, I don't know any other circumstance. I think because in in musical theater, right, the way that it works is you know you speak until like you do speaking lines until whatever emotions they're portraying are too strong for words and then they sing them right and then when the emotions are too strong for singing then you dance no words right so there's not really there's not really dance numbers in this film but that's that's what's interesting and that's maybe you know Susie, when you say like there's maybe something missing maybe it's that like it's that lower baseline of like emotional resonance because when when you're doing songs which is 
you know, when when yeah. words become too powerful to speak, when your baseline emotion is song level, and there's yeah. nothing to 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 go down from there. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's, that's what's missing. I don't I, know. That's why yeah. we didn't like Ham- or Hamilton very much because we, we it was, never finished it. Because no, we didn't we, finish it. We were so psyched just shite. It, but then because it was just constant, shite, yeah. constant singing, and I was like, so, it's just I don't all even singing. care about these American presidents. So why no, am I? We don't we don't know enough about it to like pick up the story easily. I, like, I don't know what so, they're explaining them right now, but like, I'm done. Constant singing is too much. And I know that like I have a bias with it because like I've seen it so many times and like I I I know you know what the I know what the scenes are going to be like or what the point of the song is or yeah. you know it's not just like you listening through for the first time like i i know it off by heart <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of yeah for and me like, it's I, always there but i wasn't watching with subtitles but i did stop and like turn them on just because i was mm. yeah. missing important story elements because they're all yeah. in song and just yeah, yeah. The, the staccato nature of every single song and the words move so quickly. I was like, yeah. I, I have no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It is difficult. Yeah. There. It, I think, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, there's less downtime missing, especially, or there's, sorry, there's more downtime missing, especially like in the later bits and pieces, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, because I've seen it so much, it's not really, for me, it's not an issue. But yeah, I can understand why it would be here. Yeah. All right, so he eats the snow. Uh, when see the bit when he's like goes into the house and he's he's talking about dreamlands and he's like ah and he's like what's this and then just fucking runs off again. Uh, and the little elf wakes up. That is terrifying. See if that elf woke up and saw him. He he would have to go to therapy. That little boy. Like, <laughs> I think you're thinking far too much into this. I don't like it. Right, and I right okay. So another thing that I like that. I so I when I watch it I always see something that I never noticed before. I saw there was a little penguin sleeping at one bit, which I liked as well. I've never no, I was like, oh, there's a little penguin there. I never noticed him before, so that was good too. Uh, so of course, this is the part where he culturally appropriates, right, in a bad way. We were talking about that yesterday, and the line of "I wanted for my own." So cultural appropriation isn't bad per se, right? It's not, you know. Like every culture takes from other bits of culture, right? And you know, from if it's from TV, you know, accents, what, whatever, right? So like, the I, you know, it doesn't make sense. Like one culture is not like, you know, a gate to They're stop not other mutually cultures. It's exclusive like, to you know, other no, either. it's like yeah. it's yeah. like bubbles, you know, like they can absorb one another, and like that. I think that's fine, right? But it's you, you were saying that it's kind of like when you claim it as your own. Right. Without, without like citing the source or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, I like um, I've heard from now. This is obviously just coming from the words of a white woman here, but from what I've picked up, the general issue with cultural appropriation is not the fact that people are using the aspects of the culture, but the fact that they're using it and claiming it as theirs. Mm, yeah. Like they're not appreciating the fact of where they came from, the history behind it, where mm, like all stems yeah. from. But they're going, oh my god, yeah. It's a festival, and I'm gonna wear this headdress, and yeah. I'm gonna look cool. And then they're not like, yeah, taking on the actual thing yeah. of like what these things symbolize. Yeah, and it's just fair enough, fair enough. So he does that, which is quite selfish, and he kind of it is, yeah. Dick. He's a bit of a dick, you know. He just he he's just like this is a quick fix to my problem of not being fulfilled enough, right? 
so he does that. He's like, and it's the first like, thing he sees. That's not how. Like literally, the first thing he sees. That's not how. He's like, that's it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's not. It doesn't think at all. He just emotionally jumps onto Christmas. Is like, but I need. I need to have it. You know, this will help me. Right. Instead of actually thinking about what he needs. Uh, so he doesn't even really be able to. He's never. I don't think he even actually states at any point during the film like why he needs it until you figure out the end. It's just the fact that he's missing something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, he can't be like, I really like this because of the, the things. And you're like, yeah. well, but what do you mean about the things? I guess no, just the things. I guess sometimes you just don't know. Maybe you know you don't know you don't know what you're missing until you have it right. Uh, so he does that. Everyone back at home is worried. Uh, they're looking for him in the pumpkin patch. The mayor's like... I think he's like, dead. I think he's dead. Uh, and uh, they're all they're all looking for him, peeking behind the Cyclops' eye, not there. All this shit, right? And then... Uh, so... <laughs> the mayor's... All, I like this a little bit. So the mayor is like... He's like, there's only 365 days till next Halloween. And the werewolf is like, 364. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like that. It's like, all right, you pedantic fuck. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, we've got no to worry about. He's a, well, actually, actually, uh, all it reminds me of is, do you remember like Sooty and Sweep? Like, Sooty and Sweep. The little bears. All I remember, I do. and this is how I remember Dallin the days doesn't. of the year. Is I just remember the Christmas episode. Be like, three hundred and sixty-four days left till Christmas. And you're like. <laughs> You're, are you seeing this on Boxy Day? Like, wow, imagine. And that imagine. is how I remember every every time someone asks yeah. me how long a year is. That's how I remember is I hear 364 days left to Christmas, which go. means it's 365 you days. You can look that up down and find out what Sooty and Sweep are. Sooty and Sweep. Uh, yeah, but it's like, that's all that rhymes with whatever here is 364. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, okay. So, and that's Sooty with S-O-O-T-Y, not, not you know... The way that we say vials, um, so you can you can you can do a little sooty. <laughs> sooty. I, I try to imagine how this is aged now, though. Yeah, poorly probably. probably. But that's good. It's kind of sad thinking about the next Christmas after Christmas is over. But like Halloween, I guess for these people, that's the level of sadness. But it's weird. They're too excited. They're too they're too focused on this, right? Uh, Trump through the pumpkin patch. Uh, you have Sally's making the soups with the frog's breath. Puts the deadly nightshade into it. Uh, she needs to get the worm's wart to get the smell away. Uh, and then the doctor's like, Sally, that soup ready yet? Right? Uh, scratches his little brain. She gives him the soup. And I, I don't know how the fuck this plan works. Right? <laughs> like, honest to Christ. So she, she, has a, she gives him it. She's like, oops. Drops the spoon. And then she... Pulls another spoon out of her sock that has holes in it, and then gives like gives that to him. But then he's so hungry that he just drinks it out of the bowl. It's like, I, like, what if what if he had been like, oh, can I have the spoon or whatever? Like, plans fucked then, isn't it? Like, I think just in general, everything she does to like fuck with him, you're kind of like, yeah. why did we get to this point? Yeah, like, why didn't I, you just, you know? Leave. Yeah. <laughs> See, I look at it as like that's like their little that's like their little game. He's like, oh, Sally, oh, like poison, poison me, me again. again. Uh-huh. He hits it, but he actually I, has a, yeah. wasn't expecting got, it that way. Good one. He's got nothing. He's got absolutely nothing in his life. Right. What else he's is just, he doing? He's watching fucking uh, Diagnosis Murder 
and fucking <laughs> like Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie, yeah, that's what he's doing at home. Uh, so he's asleep. Jack comes in on a little snowmobile and he's thieved all this shit away from fucking Christmas time. Like he's just wearing the little goggles and everything. He's like, so he's a thief. And then he calls to call a town meeting and he, like they're like, what? And he's like, immediately. Super excited about that. So we get the town meeting. Doctor's asleep. Sally's out. I love this song. I just fucking love it. Right? Which song is it? This is the town meeting song. So this is like, he's like, He's like, this is the thing called a present. The whole thing starts with the box, right? Okay, oh, and they're yeah. all so they're all like, he's trying to explain to them what Christmas is, and they're all the biggest dumb, they're the biggest bunch of dumb fucks ever, right? And they don't, they don't understand anything, right? And so, okay, they're doing the song, and all of these cunts are so rude as well. Like he's the king, he's the king of these people. And he's trying to tell them something, and they're all just coming up to him. Especially, like, so they, the clown grabs the box out of his hand with a little fucking, I don't know, something, right? And then this cunt with the little babies inside his hat <laughs> just, just walks right up to the stage. Like, and he's like, let me see, let me look. When he's talking about the stalking. I'm like, the balls on these people, or the lack of brains, right? Uh... This is one of the scenes that has people in the background, which is cool. So in the background, it's quite creepy. Uh, you have a little Snow White witch with an apple, which is set unsettling. And you have the Grim Reaper as well, which aren't major puppets, but they're in there, which is quite interesting. Uh, I like also, I talked your ass off about this, but the fact that it's like, you know, a werewolf, a skeleton... Uh, of some vampires and then oh uh, the lord of the dead himself Satan uh, also lives <laughs> also lives in Halloween time just uh, like the cantina <laughs> just like the cantina yeah that's, right, that's right every time you came on the screen you were like oh look it's, the, it's, the, it's the literal devil he is here <laughs> yeah so another thing that I really love about this is that the music changes depending on who's uh, singing so when Jack is talking about Christmas obviously like kind of like a warm theme uh, it's a saxophone with him and then uh, when it changes like to the other monsters it's a bassoon which is obviously like a way lower instrument and that's kind of like more associated with halloween uh and they're kind of like misguided attempt to try and understand that and stuff so i, I like that little change in I the score i think that's the score. thing they had like throughout as well yeah they like, did lots of different like little melodic things that just went with the characters and they yeah. really stuck with it in different motifs and Yes. Like, that was something really cool. It is cool. Kind of realizing that. It is good. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Yeah, much more deep and sinister with the Halloween characters. Um, So, like, they're fucking eating it up as well. Like, they're all. Yeah, that that surprised me. Like, they're all for it, aren't they? They're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fuck up Christmas. Let's fuck up Christmas. They love. They just love Jack, though, don't they? Which is, I think, probably what it is. They're like, they. Like you said, just wanking them off right from the start. Like, Jack wants to do Christmas? We're doing they're Christmas fucking, then, aren't we? They're fucking populists. That's what they are. They are. That's what they are. Or no, well, I get They're, like, he's a fucking despot, and they're loving, they're loving eating, eating up every word that he says. He's a fucking, you know, he might as well be Trump. 
this guy. They're all they're loving it. <laughs> they're not even they're not even thinking about what he's saying. They're just fucking. They just no. Wanna, they are. They're just like yep. They're yep. not even thinking. They just they're like yeah okay let's oh, let's change our t- entire existence for nothing. Let, like Literally okay. everything that we are throw it out. Like throw it out. pedantic pedantic as fuck werewolf is counting down the days to Halloween and then he's ready to just forget about it like on to Christmas night right. So they're doing that and then like. Jack knows. Jack's smart, right? And he goes out and he's like, he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, they don't understand. And then he's like, oh, well. And just like, just leaves it at that. You know, they don't, they don't really get it. He knows they don't get it as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he goes back to his little house. He's wearing a nightcap like Wee Willy Winky, right? In bed. <laughs> Which I want to know the science behind that. Why a skeleton has to wear a nightcap and, uh, <laughs> Fashion likes the well. fashion choices yeah yeah good day good day uh and he's judge, yes, he be I, well, i'm not judging him i'm not judging him right uh he's trying to find a logical thing about this christmas thing right uh and chris sarandon does one of his 10 lines of dialogue in <laughs> in the little bed there uh it's quite a cozy little room that he's got as well uh so the professor wakes up locks sally away jack comes over and he's like i'm conducting a series of experiments right and then the doctor's like, "Curiosity killed the cat," you know. And Jack's like, Haha, "I know," yep. <laughs> which is it's a good yep, old line. <laughs> I like that. He's like, "Yep, I know. I know that happened." Uh, so Sally's like, one? Mm, ex- "Experiments." Uh, so there's Jack is fucking ridiculous at this point. He's doing the stupidest shit ever. He cooks a candy cane. I like that he cuts up a piece of paper to make a snowflake, and it's a spider. <laughs> like he just he goes, "Where?" <laughs> he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> clueless uh so i kind of wrote here that he's he's applying ironic gothic rationality with the emotion of christmas uh, i know famously of course i've written a christmas essay so i know all about what you do christmas know all about this i'm gothis i'm northern ireland's foremost expert on christmas and gothicism so you are i know exactly all yeah. about i know all about this i uh so i yeah. proofread it so you did thank you uh and I got a good mark on that. Uh, this is the one that my friend thinks I wrote an essay on the Muppets about. Oh, actually, like, on that, one of the first things whenever Scott and I met, um, and he was chatting me up and I had no idea what this awkward guy was trying to do. Um, <laughs> Whoa! At all. At all. <laughs> Smooth. And uh, he left the room and I went up to a mutual friend of both of ours and said, like, oh, you know, what's going on here? Do you think, like, whatever, blah, blah. And they, they they spoke a little bit about him. And then it came up that, like, his dissertation was on the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds very interesting. This is a very interesting man. And the friend was like, oh, no, you definitely need to ask him about that. Blah, blah, blah. And then it came up later whenever we were about to go on our date. And I was like, oh, I don't really know much about him. And they brought that up again. They were like, oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. You can talk all about that. Now you can, definitely, 100%. And when I eventually asked Scott about it, which I don't actually think was the first date, but it might have been. It was. It, it was. was. When I eventually did ask him about it, he was like, "No, I didn't. No. I didn't do that. I didn't do That's that. Not my it was. It was on Christmas, and I watched the Muppets Christmas Carol a lot, and but I didn't I write about it. I was like, that you were like, you'd actually done no, a full dissertation on that, and no. I was like, "Wow." I mean, I could have. I absolutely could have. It wouldn't have been a problem. But like, I just, fo- I thought focusing on the book would have been better. But I did also toy around with the idea. Tim Burton uses Christmas a lot, so like, the 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 thing is like, you to to talk about gothic themes such as like loneliness and isolation and 
depression and shit like that, which is, you know, what Jack is going through. You use Christmas as a, a comparative motif to be like, oh, oh, so he feels like this. Oh, the thing to make him feel better is to, like, put him into this Christmas world. Right. And that's going to, like, bring up his spirits, but it's not actually what he needs in this case. And the, the same with, like, Christmas Carol is, like, so Scrooge is, like, the antithesis of Christmas. So to, like, change his character and to make him a more generous, like, loving person, show him, show how he is so different from this holiday, which is about love and giving and stuff like that, right? So that, that, that's why Tim Burton does that a lot. So, like, in Batman and Edward Scissorhands and stuff as well. Uh, or what else? What else does he do? Uh, I guess a Sleepy Hollow and stuff as well. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of set around Christmas. So, like, th- th- that's kind of, like, what's going on here, I think. it's a, Christmas is a good time to, like, have a, a horror film or, like, a gothic film. It's Gremlins as well, right? Um, well, it's just a lot of emotion around it anyway, right? It's, yeah, you know. definitely. All right, so ridiculous song. Uh, Sally makes him a wee drink, then she throws herself out the window, uh, which is quite, a, like a, I don't know, there's sort of like a weird poignancy or something to that, like her body, like that shot of her body, like all torn apart, but then she's yeah. still alive. Uh, so gives it to Jack. Uh, he comes out and she's just gone. She's fucked off and left him. Uh, so he gets a little picnic. Uh, and then she has a horrible vision, which doesn't really make any sense. That uh, so she she's also a doll, but she can predict the future. And I guess it's kind of like never really was like yeah. anything. She's like, oh my god, I had a vision once. Yeah, in yeah. This movie. I said like, there's kind of just a guess a little like with her character, she just is kind of special, you know. Which you know, like it's sort of like oh, she was created by this doctor, which is also kind of a Frankenstein thing as well. It's like. Oh, he created it from human body parts, but he's kind of playing God, and because he's playing God, the monster is then therefore like treated badly, right. but has like the intelligence and like the emotion that all the other humans have. And I guess there's sort of Frankenstein vibes in that, you know. Uh, okay, so we have the something's up with Jack song. Hope he hasn't died. Of course, funny, funny little kitschy line there. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a wee the dead. dead turd says that. <laughs> Doesn't understand about Christmas. There's good bassoon in here as well. Bassoon, the the music of <laughs> Halloween. No one ever hears the bassoon, <laughs> of course, here in this one. Uh, so he's like, what does it mean? He decides that he's going to Halloweenify Christmas, which is bad, right? Uh, so he's like, he thinks that he can not only take it, but he can improve it as well. Culture appropriation. That's bad. That's yeah. bad. Doesn't have a clue. He doesn't have a clue. And then the rest of the time don't have two brain cells to rub together. So they're just like, yeah, sure. Uh, so they have a meeting to get all the roles. Doctor, the doctor comes and Sally hides from him. Uh, the, the, the doctor is tasked with making the reindeer. And I never really understood this. The mayor is like fucking about with some ink. And uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing here. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's putting inky handprints all over himself. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, really. I don't, I don't know. But his little spider tie bites him and stuff. Uh, so you got that. Uh, so the most annoying characters in the whole movie come in. Uh, I would disagree. Lock, shock, and barrel. And I wrote here, they remind me of Susie. Because um, she's annoying. You remind me of the little skeleton one. <laughs> uh, I'm offended. But also not that offended because you said they're your like least favorite. I love them mm. because they're just these little kids that are like, 
Oh no, of course we won't yeah. do it. You tell us not I, to do, Mr. Skeleton Man. He he he, we're he, gonna he, do it anyway. So they're just little. They yeah, they have their little shit. So okay. he he says about like they have to go get Santa, and he's like, "Don't hurt him or whatever." And then they're like, "We won't." And they have their little tiny little fingers crossed. I kind of wondered if one of them was. I I thought for a long time is the witch one one of like the first trans characters in something because he calls them boogies boys but i kind of thought that she was a f- supposed to be female yeah. but i don't know why he was calling them boys so i don't know i was a bit sort of like could is that just, a trans character i don't know been like the general thing but i remember for a while lots. for a while i did think that so uh i'm not sure but anyway what did you think of them do you like them down do you like these uh the the one i don't know each of their individual names but one of them reminds me of YB from Coraline. YB? Yeah, <laughs> Just the little, one. little nasty shite. Oh, barrel. <laughs> guy. Barrel is the skeleton one. Yeah, a little shit. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't um, they're, uh, I think they're all right. They're all right. They're they're, all right. I, so I think this is a shit song as well. I don't like this song. I don't um, care for this song. This was, this was when no, I turned like, subtitles on was this song. Yeah. There's just I no, like, like what's happening. it's just a bit, it doesn't sound great. And there's just like. I don't know. There's no heart to it or something. There's like, you know, there's a bit of like, the songs with Jack and Sally, you can feel their like emotion or like the cool ones. You don't think so? I mean, I just feel like you view this movie in a completely different way. Okay, I think the voice. Jack one's quite like, I think that you some, feel some of them are good, you know. but I also like mm. going farther back now because I didn't jump in there whenever you were saying about like how Sally is special. I don't like Sally. Yeah. I don't like her. But she's Catherine O'Hara, which is <coughs> you love her. I don't I care. Her. I don't care much for Sally either. I don't mm-hmm. care for Sally. No, I'm so not like, like when I said she's special. It's not necessarily she to me. Dull. But she it's kind of so like. Dull. But it's kind of like that's what they. That's what they're going for with her. She has. She's like. She's she can like do miracles or something because she's like she this can. Frankenstein creation. You know, she's like a creation of God or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that, but like, I think that that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. They don't really, they don't really nail it. But see, but, this is like going even further back in our conversation. We're going, oh, we're going back, going way back, way back in our conversation. <laughs> starting all day again. Erica, going back to like the fact that there's something missing. I think for me, it was always she was the something missing. Yeah. Because she just never really hit the mark for me, and I always felt yeah. like. The, the, mm. the movie should have been like a change of character or like she yeah. upped her game in some way because you mostly interesting for five you kind of just like see her with like i think with jack Ann with her you don't really see them like do that much with other people or like you know yeah. there's, it's always like they're on their own or like they're not they're not even together because like she's being too coy or something you know there's like you always it's just like it's kind of just like if they did like going back to the Shakespeare thing of, like, if Hamlet was just on his own all the time, you know, like, if it was literally, if he had no interactions with other characters or, like, thoughts about the other characters and yeah. it was all just about himself, it would be a bit hollow, you know, but you need, like, you need that plot in there, whereas this is just kind of a movie of, like, Jack's conflict or, you know, like, there's not loads going on there. And so I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Right. Okay. Let's continue because we're going to be all fucking night. All right. Uh, I don't like this song at all, right? In the background, you see the little curly hill. We didn't talk about that, but I like that imagery of the little the little hill that he walks down earlier. Uh, so Oogie Boogie eats the bug that they feed to him, uh, and then they go off to get Santa in their little bathtub with the legs, which is weird. Uh, so 
We go back to the town hall. The band are doing jingle bells. It's fucking horrible. Sally's Jack says that uh, she has to make his costume uh, for Santa. Uh, and then uh, Locke, Locke's shock and barrel come back in and they have uh, they have Santa. Uh, but it's not Santa. It's actually the Easter Bunny. Uh, because they've gone through the Easter door. Uh, Absolute idiots. They are. Love it. And he's like, you need to go through this door. And there's a weird shot. So he puts his hand down with the little Christmas tree cookie. But he, turn, he turns it around the other way so that the camera sees the green bit. But they, like, he's like, it goes go through the one shape like this. And he turns it around. So they're just looking at the back of, like, a brown cookie. And we see <laughs> the green bit. Which is weird. Weird little thing, that. It could have been that it was meant to be that on both sides of the cookie. But it's not. No, he turns it around. Like, it's it's blank on the other side. Weird, know. <laughs> weird decision. Weird decision. So Easter Bunny gets scared. He calls the bunny sir, which is funny. I, li- I like that. He's like, "I'm sorry for the inconvenience, sir. <laughs> take take him home." Uh, so the doctor has a little pedo, and I just want you to look at this. This is only for Susie. Uh, look how nice that D is that I did there. That looks like I'm not gonna. I wrote doctor. It looks like the doctor Zeus font. And I've drawn it perfectly. I'm not going to give you much encouragement here on your writing skills because, so, you know, you're following suit with everyone else who seems to be doing doctorates. So that's all I'm going to say. Look at that. So anyway, it is a nice D. It's a good well D. Done. It's good. Good D. Uh, so for the first time. The first time. <laughs> uh, so he's making a new girl look stupid, little pedo. Make looking at the heads, right? Dirty old man. You know, uh, Igor's there. Throws him a little cookie. And then we have uh, Making Christmas, and I've wrote Love Beside, because I really like this one. Uh, and in this one, the Halloween side of this is uh, denoted with the harpsichord, which is a fucking terrifying sounding instrument, I think. Uh, does a pretty pretty good job of that. So they're making Christmas, right? Uh, God, you've got so many more pieces of paper. It's only like three. It's not that oh, one. <laughs> uh, but it's double space as well. Oh, it's not. You say that now. Uh, you talk so, so much in between. Jack's like, oh, my fantasies are happening. Uh, you've got, of course, this weird monster who scares me, but I like him. He's called the Harlequin Demon. That's right? not what you wrote on that page. You called it the Harlequin Denim. Shut up. Right, so he's the Harlequin <laughs> Demon. Right. Jack, he's like, he's like, won't they be impressed? I'm a genius. I've transformed this old uh, rat into a most delightful hat. And then Jack's like, he comes over and corrects him. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you use a bat in place of this old rat? And then he goes up to this little melty man. And he's just holding a dead turtle and it's falling apart. And Jack's like, this has been dead for too long. Try something fresher. Try something fresher. Some, something pleasant. That's the spirit. Don't give up. Right. And so Jack's, Jack's tune in this is like the xylophone. And then everybody else is like bassoon and harpsichord, which is really cool. I like that. Uh, so yeah, there's there's cross cuts with Chris, the Christmas town people. They're getting ready. Uh, there's the reindeer, and then like the the sleigh and stuff, and like uh, they're making little cookies. And then there's a guy like putting presents inside a big snake, and he it's eating him. And there's a terrifying shot of the fucking clown looking into a Jack in the Box, and he puts a he puts a little pumpkin. Jack mm-hmm. in the Box thing mm-hmm. inside it. It's ho- it was fucking horrible. It must have been really scary. It was really scary. <laughs> oh. Fuck off. <laughs> oh. So Santa's doing the list. 
And it says here Susie's been nice. Yeah, you said Susie's been nice. But Susie isn't nice, Susie's so that's really fucking great. wrong. That's uh, liar. Is... Big liar. Liar. Santa, liar. Uh, Santa, truther. <laughs> put him on the liar list. Uh, <laughs> he's so, been a bad boy. He, so he's like, they capture him. Jack's getting ready. Uh, he says he's not the pumpkin king anymore. And he's... Uh, Sally's like, oh, something's missing. And he's like, yes, you're right. Something is missing. My, my fucking hat is missing. Uh, so he steals the hat from Santa when they bring him back. I like there's a little rat with a party hat on here as well. And Santa just looks down like, oh, fuck. There he is. Uh, uh, so Sally... That's what I think whenever I look at you. You're getting, you're getting bored and you're getting, like, you're interrupted now. It's yeah, going to be longer yeah. the more you... I know, you're getting bored and you're, like, talking more snappy. So, you know what? Let me just... Let me just, re- let me just read the plot. You want to be finished? Well, let me read it then. All right? Fair enough. That's you told off. Wow. That's you told off. All right. Sally's trying to stop... Uh, this from happening. She uses the fog juice, right? The doctor's making another lady, right? Got gives her half of his brain, and then we have the oogie boogie song here, right? When they give Santa over to him, right? Mm-hmm. Which is impressive bad vocal performance here. Good. This is a good villain song. This is really good. You know, good to have it. He's got the. It's like a Halloween Vegas, but it's more like Reno. It's not as like. <laughs> not, not that like Vegas is classy but like it's not it's even less classy than that uh, and he's running around in the neon and everything it's all it's all good throwing little dice around you know oh, this whole thing yeah. gambling he's obsessed with that he looks good he's a cool looking character and I like I like the way that, uh, cool. that they did him with, like his little like sackcloth sort of yeah. look he's creepy in and this is one of the good things about Kingdom Hearts 1 one of the few right I like the the Nightmare Before Christmas bits. And he's a good boss character, I think. Uh, and the levels are good as well, because it's just, this is Halloween. is just the tune that plays over and over again, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, so he's a sack man, right? Uh, and I said that I like the little background animals, if you remember. They were like little, they weren't like stop motion. They were just like animated. And there was a cool little crocodile dog. They were cool. I like those. I like them. So, ready to take off. Zero's Rudolph because the fog gets too much, alright? And then we have Sally's song, which I think is really good. Do you like that one? Yeah, it's probably my favorite. You like that one? Yeah, it's good. I like her little song. So the whole thing is that she's worried about Jack. She thinks something bad's gonna happen. She doesn't think that he notices her. He's too caught up. And there's an interesting thing that's like, she can see the future, but also can't. So she's kind of like, caught in this weird web of emotions, where she knows something bad's gonna happen. She knows that he maybe doesn't like her, but she doesn't know for sure any of these things. Right, which right. Is quite in- quite interesting, actually. Uh, and here, of course, we have the cat from Coraline, which I talked about before. Sort of similar as well. Uh, she's walking with him. Uh, so there's an extreme... I wrote, there's an extreme cut to him being a penis <laughs> up here. <laughs> it's, re- it's really sudden. And it's like, and he's flying, uh, flying his reindeer sleigh. He's trying to be Santa. He's delivering shite toys to everyone, right? I I laughed. At, I laughed at this part because I remember like the trailers for this. Movie. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching the trailers, and they like all the trailers. They really put a lot of that atten- a lot of attention on like when the kid pulls out the shrunken head and turns around. Like that was <laughs> yeah. that was in all the trailers, and like I vividly remember that. And as we were as I was watching this last night, 
that's like the one thing that I knew for sure I hadn't imagined in this movie. I knew it was in here. It's in here. It's in here. You liked you liked the little boy. You said that he was cute. Well, he was. He was really cute, yeah. Until. Until. Until they, he just pulls out a little. You I said, still thought he was just as cute. You said you said you liked head. you liked his little twinkle, the little twinkling sound of like him, <laughs> little tiptoes running around. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. That was good. Uh, so he comes down the stairs. Uh, he's, he's got a shrunken head, right? The police are called, right? So I wrote a list of all the presents that people get. So the granny gets a wreath, right? For some reason, for some reason on this list. A granny was on it, you know, that Santa had, uh, for some reason. She gets a wreath that comes al- comes alive. There's a little blonde boy who screams like fuck when the snake is, like, eating his tree. He's terrified. There's two twins. They get the little, like, creepy flying doll and the duck, and it chases them around. And there's a little fat boy who gets the jack-in-the-box, which is scary. I kind of think that, like, they made him a bit bigger so that he looked like the clown. And then it was, like... I don't like. I don't like. I don't like him. No, no. He he looks like, uh, like um, like Augustus Gloop when he gets blown up. He does look like Augustus Gloop. Yeah. Uh, So you have the Asian twins. Uh, there's some bats in the tree, so no one's having fun. And then uh, we talked about this that there's apparently one policeman for the entire world who's getting getting all of these calls (laughs) about. He's the only one on duty. He's the only one answering all this shit about these killer toys, right? And then apparently there's also one army for the entire world as well. That's it. That That's it. And he just happens to be flying. Over them. Like, yeah. just them. At that point, they're just ready for him. They're just ready for him. Yeah, they're, you know. There he is. There he is. There he is. Yeah, I wrote what you said about that. So you, good, good. Good job. Uh, so Sally goes to Oogie to try and save Santa, and then she seduces him, which, yeah. She does. A bit weird. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, this is like <laughs> another reason why I don't like Sally. Like, yeah. I just don't like Sally. Like, she. Just take your little leg out and just like, wiggle just, it around. No, like, I also just think, like, <laughs> how creepy. That that's the creepiest aspect of the whole movie. It is me, creepy, yeah. Is the fact that, like, and especially, like, as a little girl watching that, yeah. it was like, okay, so what I need to do to get the bad man to be distracted is just to show him my leg. <laughs> Yeah, show him your leg, show yeah. Show my leg I and mean, let him touch. And he literally, he doesn't even give it five seconds. He goes up to the leg. Yeah, he, like, he knows what to do. Her, yeah. takes off her shoe and then realizes yeah. really quickly that it's just leg. So yeah. he's like pulling on that leg. He doesn't ask for consent. Speaking he of, just sees a leg and goes, I want to touch it. I'm going to have it. I'm going to seduce yeah. myself a woman. <laughs> Speaking of Tarantino with the foot fetish. You know? uh, <laughs> like... I just thought, I don't know. I was just sort of, as a character for, like, as, like, a girl, like, looking at a character for any kind of, like, inspiration or kind of, like, strength. She's not one that I would follow the actions of. She's not that one. No, she's not there. Uh, She is smart, though. She's smart. She knows knows that he wants it. But her whole thing is, Mm. like, I just want Jack to fall in love with. That's and true. I won't yeah. be that until is. He does. That and is I'm going to keep going back to this really, really mean man, even though I could probably. Yeah, that is true. She keeps going back to this horrible man. And then I'm just going to seduce Suki Boogie with my leg. 
Yeah, that's true. Right. So there's three there's three men that like, kind of... Uh, uh, yeah. This isn't who I want to be. You're right. You know? You're right. So he realizes that. He's like, oh, trying to make a dupe out of me. And then sucks her in through the thing. I don't know how she was planning on go. getting Santa out of there. The female then needs rescued. She needs rescued, yeah. She needs rescued. Yeah. All right. Why? Back to, back to Santa, Jack. And... He's like, oh, who's next on this? Oh, it's little Harry and Jordan, just from the world as well. Just, <laughs> just their first names. He knows. Like, I, you know, he's saying, it's one thing, it's one thing for a skeleton to make presents and, like, pretend to be Santa with a little costume. But it's another to, like, take on his supernatural abilities to be able to go to every house in the entire world in one night, you know? For sure. That's a whole other level of fuckery that I don't think Jack's ready for uh, so gets hit he explodes everyone's sad uh, the police the one policeman in the entire world has then taken it on himself to cancel Christmas <laughs> for the whole world well. <laughs> because Santa's not turned up uh, apparently there's no shops uh, in this world so the parents the parents were only relying on Santa uh, to make Christmas special this year, the little kids are crying at the doors and stuff. You said you liked this next bit with Jack in the graveyard. Jack in the graveyard. Yeah, I remember he's like lying. He's lying all splayed out on this angel. Oh, yeah. No, I do like this one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really, really just like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's good. At. It's good. So he's like, what have I done? I like the bit like where he's like, I'll go to a cave and like be there for a million years and you'll find me and I'll just be dust. I'm like, quite, quite like that's quite poetic. I, I did have, I had a weird thing where like, it's probably not intentional, but lyrically it almost mirrors like a bit of like Les Mis. <laughs> like, cause there's, there's a song in Les Mis when Jean Valjean, that's exactly what he says. What have I done? Sweet Jesus, what have I done? And that's exactly, oh. that's, that's exactly what maybe. Jack's doing here. So I don't know. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the angel, but then he kind of, I guess, realizes his potential. He's kind of, you know, he's kind of had he's his fine. life crisis. He's good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's back like, on it. He's done it. He's fucked up. And he's like, I give it a pretty good go. Uh, but I <laughs> rule the I world. The pub- Did my best. I, I've, I've canceled Christmas for the entire world. I've probably put a policeman in the hospital because he's been stressed to fuck all night. <laughs> Uh, so and then conveniently he runs into a grave which just happens to lead back to Halloween time you know all, all graves, graves go just, to Halloween town yeah they all go there uh, so Oogie and Sally and Santa think that Jack's dead but dead he's, in Halloween town where they die yeah. they're dead anyway they're dead anyway yeah <laughs> they're all yeah, dead there some, but he's yeah. but he's dead yeah alright whatever uh, so he's back uh, Jack Jack comes in or whatever. You said, how did he get back? How, <laughs> how the fuck did he get back? How did he know? Like, there is, I'll let you know. How did he know where to go? There like, is, yeah. How did he know that Oogie had taken them all, I how guess? Did he, how the, did yeah. he get to that little thing? There is. Picked up without Oogie seeing him in the rest of the There is a moment? deleted scene where he, it shows how he gets into the room, which they cut out. So I will let Why you, would I they I delete I the know. scene that explains how he got there? Maybe it just wasn't working week. as well as they as they thought it would. So anyway, Jack's on the thing, Lan, all sexy, of course. Uh, when it turns over, 
And they were like so, one of your French girls. It's like, da, 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 da. He's just there. And then he's like, hello, Ogie. And he's like, I thought you were dead. You must be double dead. And then he does like a little jaunty runaway. Like, done the, done the thing. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it. Do you like it? No. I did a little no. walk type no. of thing. So he has a death machine or whatever. And I like the guns. Uh, and he does his little legs like me. Like, if I was on there, that's what I would look like doing the little... They're like, they're firing. And you said... This is your favorite part with the cowboys. I'm like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good little bit. Uh, I said this was your favorite part. My with favorite. Cowboys. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you said you said part. it was your favorite part of the movie. I said this is probably your favorite part. Uh, so he's he's running on top of the little guns, right? Uh, and then eventually Oogie gets his string caught. There was a there was an Easter egg or not an Easter egg, I guess like it's just a fact that Doctor Finkelstein was supposed to be Oogie Boogie at one point or like. He was like controlling him or associated, but they cut that. They cut that out. They changed it. Um, so instead, he pulls a string, gets it caught in the machine, and he's just all bugs, right? Just bugs. He's, yeah. he's just bugs inside his sack, right? And then he falls into this, I don't know, all this fire or this lava or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and Santa crushes the last little bug, and that's him. That's him done. Uh, I wrote Santa Eagles Feminist, right? here because and important beside it because what does he say oh, I can't, remember. can't remember what he says but he says something good about women or sally he says that she's the only one that makes any sense around here right um because they're all fucking mental right jack realizes that he loves sally why uh, why does he realize that he loves i think sally? i think in yes I, I agree see. i agree with this there's nothing yeah nothing why? here why? Yeah, I Where think was, I this is no this is one of the only problems that I have with the princess and the frog as well is that although she spends a lot more time with the boy frog, but I was kind of annoyed in that one a movie that kind of like placed you know not being a proper princess and not falling in love in one day they did quite a lot of like oh what I need is to fall in love and I don't like she doesn't need like in that it's like she doesn't need her career she just she needs to work less. And she just needs to find a man to love. And that's kind of like the message at the at the end. And I kind of felt like this was sort of the same. It's like, well, for Jack, first of all, it's like, oh, I'm unfulfilled. What I need is a girlfriend. It's kind of like the message. Yeah. Which is not it's how a, we make ourselves bit, feel No, that's a bit, that's a bit straight, yeah. It's like, what he should have known was just, he needs to be, value himself. Which he does do that, but like... They, they also just throw the love in there as well. Anyway. The only reason that I can see any link to it, like, at that end, was just the fact that Sally, the whole way through, had shown that thirsty she... Thirsty as she, fuck. She was thirsty as fuck for yeah. Jack. Yeah, but absolutely. Jack had no interest. He had her making a costume at one point, barely batted her fucking eyelid. But no, didn't, didn't look didn't, at him. Didn't care. But, like... Whenever She's giving him little treats and stuff at night, like a little butterfly drink and everything. I know. And then Santa says, oh, she's the only one who's smart around here. And he goes... Fuck, I right. didn't get in on right. that. I don't have eyes, but if I did, I'd be seeing. I can't, I can't believe that I haven't <laughs> realized that you've been here this yeah. whole entire time. I'm yeah. suddenly in love with you and you complete me. Yeah. What, oh, my, oh my God. So, Santa fixes everything. Right, everyone's happy. He always does. There's snow, right. Which, you know, the mixture of cultures is good. I think that that's, you know, it's like Santa gives them the snow and then they can enjoy it, but they're not taking it for themselves. You know, basically is the kind of culmination of high cultural appropriation can be good using it using it effectively but being aware of that it's being delivered from santa right you know i kind of think he gives it to them uh werewolf of course got his little nightcap on they all have little nightcaps on and stuff they're all just woken up like 
uh, woken up on Christmas night. Apparently, they like Jack was dead. They were they were celebrating Christmas. Jack was dead, and then they all just went to sleep as well, which is <laughs> fucked up. Uh, so the doctor's got a new wife, and then for the second time, Jack does the little like whoa face, <laughs> like. Like, the doctor comes out and he's being wheeled by this, like, sexy version of himself. And Jack's like, like, Dallin, you'll know, like, the Lemmy uh, Keanu Reeves video. Like, rubs his eyes, like, oh, it's fucking Dr. Finkelstein, man. <laughs> looking at him, looking at him all shocked. Uh, so he does that. And then we have this quite good little song at the end with Jack and Sally, which I quite liked. Um where he comes up to her then, you know, and she's standing. Uh, and they're kind of, you were saying this, like, they're kind of like, they're two themes sort of mixed together in this yeah. last little moment. Um, which is nice. And they do a little kiss. He's a skeleton, so I don't know how that works. But that's And the she end is a doll. She's a doll. And that's that's what we all are in the end, isn't it? So, there we go. There's the all just a bunch of sludge? Bunch of sludge, aren't we? Uh, so... Any closing thoughts? Um, that you like this movie far too much. Yeah. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. And I wish I could pretend that I had half the amount of enthusiasm. But Sally is not a feminist icon. She may be the only <laughs> no. sane one in the village, but, but she's still not a feminist icon there. She's made out of leaves. Uh, Jack's a bit of a dick. <laughs> Santa really was the only good character if we're really going to stick down to it. Well, I... D- you know, I do like the devil in it. <laughs> I, I do I, like I, my I, favorite. I, my favorite is the snake, the big snake eating the, the big snake eating the eating tree. The tree. Yeah, you yeah. Like I think I'm still gonna stick that my favorite character is the three little kids. You like them? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Fair enough. Love it. Fair enough. So yeah, I if I we're thinking about who I actually like, not I. So I do like the one that the Harlequin demon that makes. The, the hat out of the rat. I do like him. I'll be honest. I like him. I I like the mayor, of course. And I, I do like the one under the stairs, even though he's weird and he only has one line. Well, he has a couple. He says he speaks in the meeting song, but I like him too. But you know what? It's you, you were right. It is a whole Star Wars cantina movie. And it that's, is. That's yeah. great. That's great. That's so, great. all right. Susie. Yes. Out of 10. What are we giving this? Half points are allowed. Oh. I don't know what to say for that because I don't know how you've scored other things. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, Coraline, six and a half. (laughs) Shanghai Noon, six and a half. Uh, Coraline, I gave eight and a half and Scott gave nine. Coraline is good and I have seen Coraline and it's not as good as Coraline. Oh, come on. It's not as good. I'm sorry. I know. It's sorry, not as it's high. definitely not as good as Coraline. <laughs> it's not as good as Coraline. Coraline has Mad, much more. Coraline has madness. characters and motivation oh. and a lot. But you know, first it's, first movie. This came out sixteen so this years is, before Coraline. This is I and this is the thing. I think <laughs> I I appreciate this movie more than I like it. Yeah. yeah. Which is how I feel about like. Uh, since we're doing apparently Star Wars and Nightmare Before Christmas, it's how I feel about the Last Jedi. I don't like the Last Jedi, but I appreciate what it's trying to do. I appreciate mm-hmm. like immensely the effort that went into this and the fact that um, you know Disney was willing to just 
I I wonder if at some point they saw like a cut and they're like, ugh, what? <laughs> like like sunk costs. Like I guess we just gotta they're keep like, going with it. Can we bring? <laughs> can we bring the Trade Federation back? <laughs> yeah. Can we so, do episode one again? And and I appreciate the the music in particular, even though I don't love it. I appreciate how much of it there is, and that the movie is it's just music. So. I don't love it. It's better than I thought it was going to be, but I definitely ask for. understand yeah, and and like I said, appreciate what it was going for. So good. I would give this. Are we doing it on three? Are we? Sure, sure. Okay, we'll, we'll all say it together. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll count down from three, and then we say it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, seven, Six. five. There we go. <laughs> that's that is a spread. <laughs> that is a spread. Yeah. I think something that I haven't mentioned that I always think, and I said this to you last yeah. night when we were watching it, was I because they're so similar. Obviously, I'm both by Tim Burton. I always compare Nightmare Before Christmas to Corpse Bride. Sure. And I love the music in Corpse Bride. Mm. I love it. I think it is it's good. Brilliant. It is good. It is good. Actually, yeah. I also I, prefer I like the animation. There's in more Corpse Bride, but it's. It's further. It's further along. Like Corpse Bride came out like twelve years after, maybe. Oh no! Like I'm not disputing that, no. Yeah. But like I do have to say, like because I always compare the two in my head. Right. Yeah. I I like I will yeah. always think the Corpse Bride is better. Yeah. And therefore, I, when they're so similar, I'm like. Eh. I guess it's kind of like, it's you know, it's kind of like this is like a prototype film. It's sort of if you watch like, you know, if you watch like. I guess Wallace and Gromit, you know, like the older ones, and oh, then you kind of, then you kind of, you see the first one, and you see the fucking like fingerprint marks and like the plasticine and stuff where they've made the puppets, and then you look at like the more recent ones now, like the Ardman stuff, like they're they're really really different, and I feel like yeah. when you think about like how long this took to make, and like it took three years to like film and oh, edit God, this, like, and it's kind of like. They could only really, like, it took three years to make 73 minutes, you know what I mean? And then in Coraline, like, Dallin, you were saying, what was it, 18 months to do, like, what was it, like, an hour and a half or, like, an hour and 40 minutes or something? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you could do it in, like, half the time and add another half an hour onto it, basically. Uh, But that took, that still took, you know, 16 years to do that. And this is kind of like... like a bare bones sort of one to be like, okay, look what we can do, and like technology yeah. wise, and like yeah. they they had like the minimum story that they could kind of put in there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was and more, I think and I think that's yeah. that's the biggest thing because like the world is interesting and the characters yeah. start to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They do. Like I really like Jack at the beginning. Yeah, but that's really like as deep as any of the characters go, and so yeah. But you're right. Like for such an yeah. old film, and in the the style and the format that it's filmed, yeah. like you can't you can't take away from the the effort and the creativity yeah, that definitely. goes into something yeah. like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Cool. So we'll move on. We'll move on, and we'll do the best segment. This is a segment where I read out Switch descriptions from the eShop on the Switch. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. It just means that the descriptions are fucking terrible. Usually. Okay. So the first one I'm going to read out. This game looks pretty alright. The description's actually alright. But I just wanted to read out 
the little intro paragraph because it made me laugh and it was ridiculous. And I thought that you sure. would relate to it, Dallin. Uh, so this game is called The Executioner, right? And this reads, The Executioner puts you in the shoes of a man who tortures people for a living while trying to retain his own sanity, which is oh, a very... Yeah. Which is you all know, been there, haven't we? Very, po- very poignant. There was a line right in Erica that we talked about earlier. There was when we were like trying to get through the door at the end. There was a character who was like, "You shouldn't go in there. There's only madness behind that door." <laughs> I was like, "Holy fuck! What's that mean? What is madness? What the what's melodramatic, that mean? isn't it? That's so dramatic." And I thought that this description was also kind of dramatic in that way. Uh, all right. So I got that one. Okay, next one. This one is called Time Tenshi, right? Join the Time Tenshi on their thrilling adventures through time. Make key decisions to influence the story's outcome and maybe even go on a date. <laughs> good, good. Team up with Rose, Keo, and Michelle, the beautiful Time Tenshi, in brackets, time angels, in this exciting visual novel as you enter the amazing world of time travel. Make possible, make, made possible by the work of Ten, Tensai Shiro, the genius inventor behind the time window, mankind's first functioning time machine. Play as Kenji, a young man who loses everything to a terrible house fire. You'll discover just how far the limits of time can be pushed as you join the time Tenshi in their missions into history. Jesus Christ. But a mysterious, malicious force oh, soon emerges. <laughs> Still going. Seeking to alter the flow of time for their own purposes. What secrets does time hold and what consequences await those who tamper with it? Choose wisely in decisions throughout the story to gain positive affinity points for three girls. Influence the story's outcome and maybe even unlock some secret endings. They've already done the and maybe do something else joke. Come on. (laughs) We... (laughs) Here we go. We at Silver Cow Studios have worked hard... To bring you a high quality production, and we're confident you'll really enjoy Time Tenshi. <laughs> Can mankind truly be trusted with the bar of travel through time? There's so many T's in this fucking description. <laughs> what dangers will Rose, Keo, and Michelle face on their adventures? That's a really plain name to have, like, after the first two. Michelle. Yeah. Rose, Teo, or Keo, and Michelle face on their adventures. Can- and Can Kenji ever reclaim the reality he tragically lost <laughs> good question good question heavy, I'm, heavy. Wa- I'm wondering I'm wondering about that right so this game the next one isn't out yet comes out on the 15th of August a couple of days but let me tell you it looks fucking dreadful like <laughs> actually like actually and you need to look this up so this game yeah. is called Regina and Mac right look at this look at that I'm sorry, I was paying you zero attention. What's up? Look at that. That's a box. Yeah, that is a box. That's terrible animation for, like, now. Platforming, like it is 1998. Oh, oh wow, okay. Good. We'll go back to the 1998 graphics then. Join the McCall Regina and the Tyrannosaurus Mac on their adventure as they try to escape a lifeless research lab. The only way out? To find the golden floppy disks. On which the memory of the lab's computer system, U64, is stored so that it can help the duo to find an exit. Regina and Mac is a 3D platformer that stands in the tradition of the classics from the late 90s and offers a fair challenge even for genre aficionados. Look at that game. Bought it. Look at that. Oh, platforming. (laughs) Platforming. How much? Did you buy it? (laughs) Yeah. 
How much was it? It was five bucks. <laughs> for me, it's eight ninety nine. So oh, it's no, no. It's I had more it for five. Here. So look forward that to that mad. review because that looks terrible. No, it looks actually disgusting. But I couldn't disgusting. help myself. I couldn't help right. myself. Okay, so this will be the last one. All right. Uh, this one is called... <laughs> What's this one called? Uh, it's called oh, fuck. Chinese Parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so this one comes out on the 20th of August. Uh, from birth to adult, explore the relationship between children and parents. This is probably the most heartwarming simulation game you have ever played. <laughs> I you were just talking. I don't know you were reading the thing yet. <laughs> As a child born in an ordinary family, there is a journey ahead of you. A journey of growth from birth to adult. Faced with the choices in life, how would you respond? Faced with, talent, with the talented kids, can you stand out? Faced with your true love, how would you deal with your heart? The most important thing is that this... Is that in this era of rapid development, how many generations Ooh. will you need? The, right. the most important thing is that in this era of rapid development, how many generations will you need? <laughs> oh, good. What does that good. mean? What does that mean? I just love that. Chinese parents. <laughs> Chinese parents. Chinese parents. That's the game you want. Chinese parents. All right. Well, there we go. That's there you those go. are the descriptions this week. Descriptions. Okay. Let's done with that. Let's wrap up our show like we do every week with our goosebumps walkaways, which is a little something that we've done this week. Uh, that maybe you could do. Um, you know, something that you could play or watch or whatever. Something that's nice, uh, make you feel good. So, Scott, what is your Goosebumps walkaway for the week? So, last week I gave you this one uh, that probably quite impossible. I talked about my coffee machine that I got, uh, and I'm going to do the same this week. Uh, so, you know, if you if you don't want to spend £600 on something to make you happy, you could just get something tattooed onto your body for life, which is, what, which is what I've done this week. I've got my first tattoo. Woo! Ooh, baby's first tattoo. Baby's first tattoo. Uh, so it's a it's a outline of the country Japan on my arm, and it's very very nice. What do you think of it? Do you like it? I think it's really good. It yeah. was uh, done by a artist in Belfast who has done a few of my tattoos. Mm-hmm. Does he have a Does he have an Instagram that we can put yeah. in the description? Yes, his Instagram would be Giraffe Stairs Tattoo. I can double yeah. check that well, now. Giraffe actually. stairs, anyway. Giraffe stairs. He is absolutely fantastic. He, he is. such good crack. And if there's anyone who's listening to this who's from Northern Ireland, check him, check him out. out. Check him out. He is fantastic. Giraffe stairs tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, I don't know anything about tattoos, but I think it's lovely. And... Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a very... He's a very blessed person as well. He has this very particular way of, obviously he can't right now because of COVID, but he hugs people in a very particular way so that mm-hmm. your hearts are touching. Hearts are touching. What he did with me was he just gave me a couple of elbow bumps. He just put his elbow up with no explanation of what he was doing. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is, it's my well, turn. I guess it's my turn. we're doing that. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So I did that. So it's really nice. And I liked it. And it wasn't really sore at all. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a lot. He's been walking around for the past day. I look at it. I only hold my arm up now. That's how I walk. It's like, yeah. Come in, look at this. Look at my arm. Look at my arm. Look at it. There it is. There we go. Uh, Susie, have you done anything this week that's amazing and that people could do? 
as a I, as a goosebumps walk away. What have you done? I'm, I'm not even sure what to mention. I I think if we were going to go for something that I've done this week is I work with a little boy with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. He's 10. And this week we we went on his first date, Oh, I guess. Oh. Oh. Would be a cute one. We also went to a farm. That was cute. So, like, you know, wonderful on that. But he had his first date this week and I got to witness that. So I guess that was the thing nice. I've done this week that was, like, good. So, my good moment. So, if you want to do anything this week, uh, get a tattoo, go to a farm, or go on a date. Go on a date. <laughs> there you go. Usually, go usually date. it's just like, uh, why don't you just play uh, a game? <laughs> play a game. Or... And like for more context on him, the little boy, he ha- we've been obviously in lockdown as well, and he hasn't seen anyone from his class mm-hmm. in five, six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and he, he has a twin sister who's neurotypical, and she's had... She's been able to see some of her friends socially distanced, but he's seen no one. So yeah. this is the first time he got to see one of his friends. Yeah. And it was the girl he's been talking about nonstop that he fancies. Oh, so That's cute. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so cute. He wanted to keep her there. It was very, very cute. <laughs> good. That's good. And they've exchanged mobile numbers. Oh, getting, getting serious. Text, got, got the digits, as they say. They got the digits. They got the digits. <laughs> he tried to give her a few kisses, you know, but... Not, 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 not just yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of leaning back like, no. No. Uh, <laughs> I am immunocompromised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think if that was, like, anything like good I've done this week, it was go on a date. Go on a date. But it wasn't my date. It was good. my witnessing of his date. <laughs> you went on a date yesterday. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. You did. We went on a date <laughs> last <laughs> night. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Oops. There's that too. Yeah. I mean, I have my favorite man and I have you. So. Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, my final Goosebumps walkaway uh, of the week. Um, just recently, one of my favorite bands came out with a new album. And I don't often listen to like normal people music. You know, like I usually listen to to film or game soundtracks for the most part is what I listen to, especially like at work because they're calming and relaxing. Uh, But The Midnight is the name of the band and they are excellent. They're like a like um, a retro synth wave. Um, They really Mm kind of go for that 80s aesthetic and sound and they nail it. But what's really cool is it it's not uh, it's not cheesy like a lot of 80s music. Anyway, they have a brand new album uh, just out a couple weeks ago called Monsters. Uh, I hadn't listened to it yet because I was waiting for the record to arrive and it arrived just the other day. Um, So I listened to it. Lovely. Amazing album. Um, So they're one of my favorite, like I said, normal people bands. So if you like that sort of stuff uh, or just looking for something new to check out, uh, Monsters by The Midnight and you know cool. you can check it out. It's it's everywhere. You know Spotify, whatever you want. So yeah, check that out. Nice, cool, cool. And okay. that is our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And Thank you. Uh, Thank I don't know what we're talking about next week. So uh, we'll we'll think of something. <laughs> we'll uh, see you then. It'll be, it'll be a thing. <laughs> There'll be something Bye-bye. there.